Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I am here to get you empowered, inspired, and excited to take your next solo travel adventure. Every week, we're going to share tips, we're going to dive into destinations, we're going to talk with other experts all about solo travel so you can learn ways to make the most out of your next adventure. So thank you for joining us. Enjoy this episode. Hello, solo travelers. Welcome to episode one of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. I am so excited to have you all here with me to take this journey. It is something I have wanted to do for a very long time and I kept putting it off. And so one day I just decided, you know what? Everyone who starts something new has no idea what they're doing, and so I'm just going to do it. So this is definitely going to be interesting. (laughs) It is going to be fun. It is going to be inspiring and motivational and empowering and everything that you possibly could want in a podcast about solo travel. And so I am just, thank you. Thank you all for listening. It means the world to me. On episode one of the Solo Travel Woman podcast, I'm going to talk about something that's really at the forefront of all of our minds right now, and that is traveling safely in a post-COVID world. You know, unfortunately, the pandemic has really changed the way we traveled in a multitude of ways, whether it's wearing masks and being extra, you know, sanitary with our hand sanitizers and wipe cloths and all of that stuff. But sadly, there's also a consistent increase um, all over the world, not just in specific areas, that certain crimes have seen jumps in the pandemic. You know, with fewer tourists in areas, there is less policing and therefore more crime. I actually wrote a blog post not too long ago, really focused on this, and I want to kind of go through a lot of those tips I shared and give extra insight. Um, So when you do decide to travel again, you can make the most out of your experience and not be so worried about your safety because you're going to have done the research prior and really taken the steps and the precautions needed um, to, to have a safe experience. And so, you know, one thing I really want to dive into is that your safety on any trip, whether it's by yourself, with a ton of people, it's really starting prior to even going on your journey. And it all starts with your selection on where you're going. What destination are you traveling to? You know, you want to really make sure that you are doing your research on those destinations. And now that means checking out all the government travel sites, you know, learning what documents you need, what vaccinations do you need? Also, what, you know, what are the key alerts um, and for safety and any warnings in those destinations? You know, going to those government, government websites are going to give you that generalized view on the area you are going to. However, another great tip I have for you is watch local news sources. So whether that's, you know, looking up online a local newspaper, looking online for news stations, everything's accessible because of that lovely worldwide web we have. (laughs) Um, And look at the crime reports close to where you're staying. This is where you're going to find the real news on what is happening specifically in the destination you are going to. You know, this type of travel knowledge is really going to be what sets you apart and protects you from any miscommunication and misinformation you receive, having to really trust in strangers with your safety, and also ending up in a scary 
situation. Now, I am not saying that something still can't happen, okay? Nothing we do is foolproof. Life is life, and things are still going to happen if they're meant to happen. However, these steps are really going to help you kind of minimize that chance for yourself. And, you know, one thing, too, to also note is what is safe for you might not be for somebody else. You know, we all have different comfort levels. So when you are looking and you are doing your research, make sure that what you are looking for is what's comfortable and meets your personal safety needs, especially traveling solo because you're by yourself. You know, you can only rely on yourself. And so you need to make sure you are 10,000% comfortable. I can't say that anymore. (laughs) Um, You know, also make sure you register with your government, okay? There is an app, and it's in the U.S. here. I'm sure there is similar apps um, globally, but there's an app called Smart Traveler, and this app allows you to get those same type of information you get from your government travel sites, you know, vaccinations, forms, travel alerts, but also helps you register with your local embassy, and this is super important. You can also do it online via the sites. The app is just a more accessible way, and what you do is you register as a citizen of the U.S. or whatever country you are from, you know, on a similar service, and you register that you're traveling to these countries at these specific times because, you know, should anything happen, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world of terrorist attacks and things like that that, you know, can happen anywhere. And should anything happen, there's going to be a record of you being in that country. And so it's just an extra step precaution um, that you can take to make sure that you are staying safe. Um, definitely not trying to scare anyone, but, you know, I'm, I'm here to give you the facts and I'm here to make sure you're prepared. Um, also, letting people know where you're going. So I always tell, I travel solo a lot and, you know, obviously my friends know, my mom knows, my boyfriend knows, things like that. Um, Just make sure at least two people though know your full itinerary, the plans that you have made and where you want to be while you are traveling because this way there's at least someone that knows who's not on that trip with you, okay? Um, Knowing ahead of time where your local embassy is, police station, hospital, things like that. I typically print, like get a map, an actual physical map. You remember old school road trips with your parents and they'd have the big giant map because, or then they printed it off MapQuest and all of that stuff. You know, those type of things. I get that map out and ready and I make sure I know where the police station is, where the fire station is, where the hospital is, where my local embassy is. I take it a step further too, where I like to stay where in close proximity to a police station. Um, it's just my own personal preference. You know, you that's definitely not something you have to do. I just personally, and I like that. It's an extra sense of safety. Safety. I stay in well-known areas too. As much as I like to explore the, you know, off the beaten path and go to different areas that aren't so touristy, I do stay in more touristy, popular areas just because that's where I'm laying my head at night. That's where I'm going to be the most vulnerable when I'm, you know, resting and in my own, you know, space, things like that. So I like to be extra safe. Um, Again, personal preferences. It's just, this is my advice to you, especially if you've never been traveling solo before. Um, You know, when I first went on my first solo trip, my parents were so nervous. (laughs) I had never you know, I'd only been out of the country a couple times to Canada. I grew up in Buffalo, New York. So going to Canada was a weekend, you know, weekly thing. And so it wasn't like you were going to another country. Um, the first time I went to a different country with a 
different, like a culture shock in a way was, you know, when I was 30 years old and I went to Greece and I did it by myself. I went to Greece and Turkey and my parents were nervous. You know, I'm a woman traveling alone, so on and so forth. This, you know, the stereotypical nerves that parents have. Um, and you know, I, it was so funny. I felt more safe traveling than I did in the neighborhood I lived in, in New York city at the time. And you know, that's, that's really funny. I'm, I'm a worry wart. I'm someone who's always nervous about something bad happening to somebody I love. And But when it comes to solo travel, I'm like, let's go. We've got this. We're empowered. We can do it. It's just something comes out of me. And I want to make sure that when you're on your adventure, you have that same empowerment and that you are so excited. And because of these steps you're going to take, it's just going to help you even more. Um, so yeah, so knowing where all of this, you know, is in your area is definitely going to help you because you might not be able to get a cab or get somewhere really quickly and you're going to have to walk. And so you want to make sure that these places are within walking distance. Um, you know, scheduling when you arrive and depart during the day. Um, I don't like to land somewhere that I've never been at night. Um, not, not because I doubt the safety of areas. It's just why take why put myself in a situation that I could avoid easily by just scheduling a different flight, (laughs) Um, you know, that might put me in a bad predicament. So that's also something I think you should do. Um, Knowing the culture is also something that, you know, while you're doing your research on where you're going, learn the cultural standards and norms in that area. You know, there's that saying, when in Rome, it's not just for Rome. (laughs) Um, You want to make sure that when you go somewhere that is not your country, you're respecting their culture. You're going into their home. It's the same way, like when someone comes to where you're from, you would expect them to respect your home. You know, if someone comes to your house for dinner, you don't want them putting their feet up on your tables and, you know, leaving trash around. You want them to respect your home. Well, it's like that when you travel. You know, if you're going to a country with different dress codes and, you know, they don't want skin shown, this and that. Don't go walking around with a crop top and some booty shorts, okay? You want to make sure that you are respecting the culture of where you're going. It's super important. You know, I mean, whether you, you know, if you're not going to respect it, don't go there. (laughs) That's that. I mean, to be honest, you know, you want to really make sure it's important because it's going to save you from getting you know, unwanted comments, um, you know, or worse. I mean, in some areas, there are certain laws that you might not know. And you want to make sure you know those, you know, different laws. You know, some some countries have laws that you can't take photographs of religious buildings. You know, you want to know this stuff. So research is just the most important thing you can do before you go on your trip. Some other things when you are shopping. So the guide that I recently published, I actually have a section where you can put in your shopping list and everything you need to get that you don't have already. And some really cool things that I have found are, you know, you want to make sure you have those flashlight whistle type keychains. I have one that I can wear as a necklace, but I also have one that's on my keychain. Um, so should anything happen, you know, I can blow that really loud. And then there's this really cool thing I found. It's called an alarm doorstop. Um, I actually have this on my Amazon must-haves, which you can see in the description of this podcast. And these are great because they actually slow down the door. So should you be in your hotel and maybe you 
don't feel comfortable and stuff like that, you could put this at your door. So if someone tries to come in, um, which let's all hope that does not happen, but should they, it will sound an insanely large alarm, like one of those big blow horns. And then it also kind of stalls them from being able to get in. And so you can, you know, kind of find your way out or call 911 or whatever you need to do. Um, so those are just, those are super cool. Um, and there's a lot of different types of those. And, you know, slash proof RFID blocking bags. I personally wear money belts, um, especially when I'm trekking or doing any type of hiking or if I'm in super touristy areas because you could be watching and looking up at the Eiffel Tower and that is such a spot for pickpocketers because you're not paying attention. You're staring at this beautiful site and you're not paying attention to what's going on around you and you can easily be a target of pickpocketing. So I love my money belts. These are all things that obviously you should be doing prior to even going on your trip. You know, getting the items you need to be safe, doing your research, 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 and just really using that old Boy Scout motto, be prepared. Um, it's just the most important thing before you embark on your trip is making sure you're prepared, you know where you're going, you know the norm, the cultural norms in the area, you're aware of the different laws, look up, you know, different um, con tourist scams. You know, every area has different scams, okay? When you're in big touristy area, pickpocketing is a big one. Um, a lot of times we'll have kids come up to you. One popular one is, yeah, kids will come up to you and they'll ask for money. And you're like, oh my God, you're so cute. Here's some money. <laughs> and while you don't know that there's another kid or another person actually like stealing from you because you're not paying attention and you're like so focused on this cute little kid and they're, you know, taking stuff out of your bag. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but kids are used so much for scamming um, in different countries, even in the US, okay? Kids are just used because we're all, we all have a soft spot for them. Okay, and so these are things to be aware of. If a random child that you do not know is coming up to you, they're, you know, it's either they need help or, um, you know, you might be might be a, a victim of a of a scam going on. So make sure you're just paying attention. It kind of goes into when you are traveling to stay alert and be fully aware of your surroundings. Never walk around, you know, with earphones in and music blaring. If you're going to walk with earphones in, I say don't have anything on at all. I do that often even at home. I'll walk around with earphones in so nobody bothers me if I'm like trying to run or meditate or whatever. And I don't have anything on because I want to be fully aware of what's going on. So I can still hear everything going on. I can still hear someone's coming up to me, all of that stuff. You know, you really want to make sure you are so alert and you are aware of your surroundings. And that means walking with a purpose. Okay. Try not to walk with your head down. Try not to look intimidated. If you're in an area that makes you feel worried, keep your head held high and make sure you are making eye contact with anyone who passes you by. Because should someone have that intention of hurting you or scamming you or whatever it may be, having your head held high and making eye contact with them is going to deter them from doing it because you just profiled them. You know what they look like. And I am not at all saying that every person you pass, everyone you see on the street is looking to hurt or scam someone. That is not it at all. However, especially when you're by yourself, you just need to have that guard up a little bit. So this way you can keep yourself safe because you are your number one priority, you know, and trusting your instincts. 
Never let someone talk you out of trusting your instincts. If you are in a situation that you feel is very uncomfortable, get out, okay? Yes, you may offend someone. It may not be, you know, appropriate to leave or whatever that might be, but I would rather spend two seconds offending someone than end up staying in a situation that I could end up getting hurt in or could hurt somebody else. And so when you feel like you are uncomfortable or in an unsafe situation, get out, okay? Because you're feeling that way for a reason. Trust your instinct and do not let anyone say, no, 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 it's fine. Stay, stay, stay. No, get the heck out of there. There's a reason they're begging you to stay. (laughs) You know what I mean? So definitely, definitely trust your instinct. Walk around with a purpose. Be confident. Confidence goes a long way in so many areas of life, and especially when you are traveling solo. If you have your head held high, you are confident, you are aware of your surroundings, you are trusting your instincts, you are just going to be a little bit extra safe because you have taken all these measures um, to ensure that safety for yourself. Because again, when you are traveling by yourself, you are all you can count on. And, you know, I really want to make sure you know, too, I'm not saying to not trust anyone or to have your guard up so much that you're not enjoying your situation, okay? You really want to make sure that you're still talking to locals and getting to know everyone and immersing yourself in that culture and really diving into where you are. Um, So having your guard up too much is going to prevent you from doing that, okay? Not everyone is bad. Very few people are. This is just to help you stay more aware so you can notice and you can pick out the bad from the good the best you can. You know, I, you know, will go to a bar and I'm talk. I talk to everybody. I'm a talker. I mean, it's why I'm starting a podcast. I like to talk (laughs) and I'll be at a bar and I'll talk to anyone. And maybe that's not something I should be doing, you know, as a solo woman, just sitting at a bar by herself. But I do it because that's how you get to know the people in the area. And that's how you're going to really see what the culture is like there and the life and what people do for fun and this and that. And I've met so many amazing people because I'm not shy. And I'm, you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm an introvert who's extroverted, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable sometimes in situations, especially social situations when I don't know anybody. But when I'm traveling by myself, I'm extroverted. Like I will talk to anybody. I have no problem going to dinner and sitting at a table by myself. Look at me funny. I don't care. My bill's going to be less than yours and it's all for me. (laughs) So I just, I, I don't know. I'm super comfortable with it. And that is how I've gotten to really know, know the area. When I was in Peru, I remember I went to, I was in Cusco and I went to an Irish pub That was funny. And they had chicken wings. That was even funnier. They were delicious because they were like seasoned with some Peruvian seasoning. I don't know, but they were delicious. Um, But here I am, this, you know, American woman by herself going to an Irish pub. That doesn't look any more like, wow, she doesn't want to experience the culture. You know what I mean? I'm going to this like, you know, westernized pub here. Um... But what was so funny is there was a Peru versus, uh, I don't remember the other team, but there was a soccer game going on or football. And there was a ton of local Peruvians there. And also, if you didn't know, Cusco's very popular for expats. 
the Peruvian language of Sp- like their Spanish is a lot, they speak a lot slower. And so because of that, anyone who's English speaking or speaks another language, it's easier to learn Spanish from living and, you know, immersing yourself in Peruvian culture um, because it's slower. Um, and it's very proper. They don't use a lot of slang. And so, you know, it, there was, it was a cool mix. There was a ton of expats. I met a couple from Australia and then there was a ton of locals. And so it was like, for me, the best place, because I'm not only seeing locals and I'm getting to talk to them and I'm watching them watch their game, you know, football, um, or soccer to us Americans is the biggest sport over there pretty much. And for us, it's not, you know, it's big here in the States, but not like it is there. So it was so cool to kind of just see that you know and get to it was like watching American football on a Sunday it was awesome and yet I also met people from other countries so I got to meet a plethora of people all because I you know yes I went to like this Irish pub but I also opened myself up to talk to everybody who came in and it was right next door to my hotel my hostel so it was it was amazing and so that's why I'm saying it's like be smart and definitely keep your guard up and your wits about you but don't don't be, don't be rude and don't be so guarded and don't be, you know, so unapproachable, you know, be approachable and talk and have fun. You know, this is about still having so much fun and getting to know things. And, you know, speaking of pubs and bars, you know, I definitely enjoy my drink or two. I love wine at dinner. If I'm in an area that's known for certain alcohols, I want to try it. Um, and if you are someone who does take you know, take part in libations and like alcoholic beverages. You know, my only tip there is just, especially when you're by yourself, just don't get so wasted that you put yourself in a very unsafe situation. You know, you want to make sure you still can get home safely and that you're able to, you know, still, still function and not have to, you know, rely on a ton of other people. So definitely make sure that you are, um, you know, you're not, you're not getting yourself so tipsy that you don't know where you are or who you are. Okay. Cause that's just, that's going to make you in a, put in a position that you're going to be taken advantage of. Um, I've made that mistake a couple times, not luckily nothing had happened to me, but I definitely didn't realize how much, you know, alcohol I was drinking. Um, another tip I wanted to give to, um, speaking of like, you know, wanting to immerse yourself in the culture and, you know, making sure you get to know locals, now, you don't have to be fluent in the language of the country you're visiting, okay? It's not like you can learn the language in two days. However, I definitely suggest learning some basic keywords, phrases like, you know, where is the police station um, or where's the bathroom or I'm allergic to or please call the police or I'm hurt or I need help. You know, just certain key phrases that are going to help you should you find yourself in any type of situation or emergency that you need you need to ask a local or somebody that does not speak your language for help. Um, I'm not, I can't hold like an hour long conversation in Spanish, but I know enough Spanish that I can make myself, make my way around town. I can ask for things when needed. Um, and you know, I'm definitely trying to actually learn more Spanish. Um, it's just, I, I personally have always wanted to be fully fluent in it. And, but then from there, I plan on learning, you know, just other key phrases. And that's something you definitely want to be able to do. Um, one, it's a respect thing too. I think the more you know, and the more you utilize that when you're traveling, it shows that you respect that person's culture and language. Um, and then my last real bit that I want to share is staying in public places. So I mentioned this earlier. 
I love to go to areas that are less touristy. I like to, you know, explore off the beaten path, but I do it during the daytime. Like you're not going to see me doing that at night just because for safety reasons. I don't know the area. Um, it's not a touristy area, so you're not going to find a lot of tours and, you know, like info stations and all that stuff. And so I definitely do that more during the day. Um, I also, like I said, I stay in more touristy areas. So as much as I like to explore unknown areas, I stay. My hotel is always in areas that are traditionally more touristy and closer to, um, closer to, like I said, the police stations, hospitals, so on and so forth. So again, that's just a personal preference. Um, it is something that I, I try to do and I'll, tr I'll take that extra step of research to make sure I'm able to stay. And, you know, just, just have fun. <laughs> I hope these tips and stuff like that aren't making you more nervous. I hope it's showing that you can still travel to areas and you can still be traveling by yourself. And as long as you are prepared and you do research and you just take the necessary precautions, you're going to have a great time. And remember to just really, really enjoy the experience and get to know the locals and immerse yourself in the culture and just just have fun. <laughs> it is it's, traveling solo is the best thing I personally think someone can do for themselves. You will learn so much about yourself. You will learn what you can handle, that you are so much stronger than you ever thought you were. And that, you know, there is way more than what's in our little bubble when we are at home. Um, I, I didn't realize that until I, until I went to Greece and Turkey and, you know, you, you're taught so much in the countries that you're from and then you go and explore and you realize, wow, that's nothing like I thought. Cause you know, you're only taught what people want you to know and want you to hear. And so by traveling, you're able to break down those barriers, break down those stereotypes and really see what life is like in other countries and cultures. And it's, it's just the best thing I think anyone can do for themselves. That's it. We made it through the first episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Thank you all so much for being here with me. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Please be sure to follow us on Apple Music and Spotify and give us a rating so we know how you're enjoying the content. Also, don't forget, sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with the latest information from Solo Travel Woman. Thank you.